this truck has naughty words. Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? Selfish podcast. We're chatting with Joe McDonald of From the Move Through Life Dance Studio. Joe is one of those people who believes in possibilities, like the possibility that she could make a living out of her passion of dancing. This is something she aspired to be in her teens, she was rejected by in her 20s, and she actually achieved in her 40s. Her little business baby is Move Through Life Dance Studio. It's based in Adelaide, which is how we connected in South Australia. And it's all about creating the chance to dance, which which means using ballet, contemporary and jazz, but at an adult level. So for all ages, shapes, sizes, fitness levels and levels of experience, Her dance qualifications actually include a graduate diploma in dance teaching as well as, and get ready for this, 44 years of experience as a dance teacher. She's also had plenty of other careers. You know, she's got a Bachelor of Science and Honours of Psychology, but she really breaks out of the mold with her passion for dance. She's also a mother with a 12-year-old daughter who has opted for hip-hop and karate instead of ballet, but hey, she's still moving through life, so Joe's happy with that. Buckling guys, we're chatting about all things movement, self-love, body positivity, and even relationships. Um, and let's get right into it. So, hey guys, today I'm speaking with Jo, who's going to share a little bit about her story on how she is a mum who has ended up running a dance studio just for adults. So, Jo, why don't you tell us a little bit about what led you to opening your dance studio? Thanks, Shona. Um, Well, it was a little bit of an organic process, really. I didn't start out by thinking, I'm going to open a dance studio for adults. I actually started out wanting to keep dancing myself, and I started a dance group a performance group with about eight dancers back in 2004 and we put together several shows over the next hmm, 12 years probably about one equivalent of one a year and we ended up incorporating as a not-for-profit and then people started asking for classes Um, originally we had a class for our company of performers and then people indicated they were interested in classes for more beginner adults so we started offering some classes for them that was probably in about 2010 and then in 2015 it got to the point where running the organization was really a full-time job and while over that period of time the not-for-profit had paid me you know starting out initially with paying for my mobile phone and then increasing it gradually it just wasn't going to function that way anymore so 
I suggested that I would run the classes independently as a sole trader and that the performing company would continue under the not-for-profit banner. So that's what happened. And then because I wasn't really pushing and driving the performing side anymore, it really folded. So now just the studio with the classes is running and that has been going for the last three years. And it's been quite a journey because I've really started it on the back foot. I started it with no money, um, <laughs> with lots of debts that the organisation had and with no clear plan or understanding of how to run a business. It's been a hell of a lot but, of passion, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's really something I stumbled across, that there was a demand out there for it. Yeah, that's incredible. And I, I can certainly tell there's a demand. Like I know for myself as a mum, my daughter was taking ballet classes and then they introduced an adult ballet lesson and it ran for about six weeks before they realised the insurance was just way too much on the place they were hiring and it folded. But for those mm -hmm. six weeks, it was so, so incredible to be able to learn a new skill as an adult. So there's definitely a demand for what you do. And for you, you must have such a passion for dance to obviously start out in that space where doing a lot of the work really just for the love of it. So tell yeah, me more about absolutely. your passion for dance. How did that begin? Well, I guess I officially started dancing when I was three. My mum sent me to calisthenics. And to be honest, I really didn't like it that much <laughs> when I was younger. It was a bit, so the whole culture of calisthenics in those days was very much about teachers yelling at you. Um, so I didn't like that element, but I did love the performing. I loved the concerts. And that was what kept me going back year after year, as well as my mum saying, you know, you've made a commitment, you have to keep going. When I got to about 13, for some reason, I became more interested. We had a, we had a new teacher and she really was the first person that I would credit with teaching me to dance as opposed to teachers before who teach you how to learn routines to win a competition. But she really taught me how to dance. And there was another girl in the team who did ballet and I thought, I want to do ballet. So I started ballet at 13, which is quite old to start ballet. Like a lot of people start around, you know, off, often at three or seven or something yeah, like that. Lot, lot so, 13, mm, so 13 was quite old. And what that meant I had to do was go into classes with younger kids which was, you know, not ideal. So I have a real Humbling, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I don't, I don't even, when I look back, I think I don't even know what drove me to be able to do that because I can look back in hindsight and think, wow, that's quite amazing. And then I decided I wanted to be a professional dancer. So I spent, you know, the next five years getting as good as I could and I got into the full-time course at Adelaide University, the bachelor program. But I only did that for six months and then I kind of went, mm, I'm not sure this is for me. My body hurt all the time. I wanted to get a job and move out of home. I think I realised that probably I didn't have the, the talent or the psychological makeup to be a successful performer. So I stopped dancing for a while and then I missed it. So I went back to dance with a suburban dance school. I was very lucky that that school had a few people my age, including an old school friend of mine. We used to do classes together when we were younger. And so I started dancing there and I started doing my teacher training there and I had an amazingly inspirational teacher there who created amazing choreography and I just thought, I just want to keep doing this. I don't want to do it at the end of year concert once and that's it. And I don't want to do it in just the children's dance context. So I was really inspired to create a situation where you could work on something and perform it you know in a season of performances rather than one off and that's when I started the company so that's kind of my dance journey and I feel that it's given me that insight into what it's like to start at an age that's older than everyone else and how hard that can be what it's like to be 
trying to dance as an adult in a children's dance school. And even if there is a class for adults, often it'll be a beginner class or the situation where I was in, it was more like late teens, like the others in the class were in their late teens, whereas I was in my early twenties. And that a, a children's dance school is really focused on the thing that brings in their most money, which is children. So I was really passionate about wanting to create an environment that catered exclusively to adults and to their needs where they weren't an add on, but they were actually the main focus of everything. I think that's so beautiful because I mean, you must have experience in this as well. How many times do you see adults saying it's too late for me to chase that dream? It's too late for oh, me absolutely. to start that hobby. And you're giving them a space where they can go and in, you know, in a comfortable, encouraging, supportive environment that is for them, that they're not, an afterthought or an extra that they're, I think that's so, so incredible. The amount of people who come to me and say, I always wanted to do ballet, but I wasn't, my mum and dad didn't let me, or I did ballet and my teacher told me that I was no good or I was too big or I was the wrong this or that and sent me away. That just astounds me. I just can't imagine that. Yeah. You know, to shatter a young person's dreams like that and tell them that they're no good. So, you know, there's a lot of people who have this desire in their hearts to dance and whether if they haven't danced before that they wish they had, or if yeah. they have danced before that there's, there's really nothing that replaces it in your heart. Like you might go to the gym and you might do something like Zumba or body jam or whatever sort of dance type thing it is, but it's never really quite the same mm. as doing, you know, a, a technical dance form like ballet or jazz or contemporary or something like that. So yeah, it's, it's a really heart centered thing. A lot of people say, you know, this feeds my body, my mind and my soul. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've just come across amazing stories from people and, and how much what, of a difference it makes. Yeah. I mean, what I found, like, I did an interview podcast um, a little, a couple of weeks ago with um, Walla Trescott, who's actually a sex and intimacy therapist. And mm-hmm. she was explaining the link between woman's happiness and her actually moving her body, that women's bodies are designed to be quite fluid. The fact that we're meant to move our hips, and, you know, not just on an occasional thing, but on an everyday process the fact that we are meant to move and that that, that's a core part of a a being as a human being but especially as a woman um yeah the listeners who listened to that part of the podcast and implemented just tiny you know hip centered movements actually putting some music on and feeling their body you know their joy levels really not to mention like the intimacy side of their life but you know dramatically increased since listening to that information so imagine if we can get other people no matter what age to just start actually moving their body in a way that's joyful not in a way that's you know a rigid go to the gym exercise um Mm. run these many laps in a way that actually brings joy so my next question sorry totally off tangent with that but i know my experience growing up i wasn't allowed to do ballet that was not something that was on the register for my parents. It was something that was expensive and time consuming. And yeah, it was the mentality of, well, what's the point in going all year if it's just for one concert? So I never got to do ballet. I did violin lessons um, for 13 years and had the opportunity to go professional, but I didn't want to. What I also saw as a child was children at say age six or seven who went to try ballet or they went to try soccer and they didn't really like it. But two or three years later, it was something I really wanted to give a go again, but it, the parents were like, no, we've already wasted X, Y, Z money. You've already tried it. You didn't like it. And they, you kind of weren't given that option to go back to it. Is that kind mm. of in a way what you're trying to achieve as well? You're, like, you're giving people an option to go and say, 
actually, it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to change the person. What you weren't interested in five years ago, you might be interested in really now. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point, actually. I think a lot of people like to send their children off to ballet at a very, very young age. You know, a lot of people at two or three are trying to get their kids into ballet schools. I used to teach kids that age and then I had a child <laughs> and my child decided she wanted to do some ballet classes at age three. So I sent her off to ballet and then they'd have uh, parents watching at the end of the term. And I'd watch my daughter and I'd think, this is so not her, you know, that particularly ballet, because it, it requires a great deal of centeredness, a great deal of focus. And a lot of people who come to ballet say what they enjoy about it is that it clears their mind and that it feels like a kind of mindfulness or meditative experience that takes their mind off their worries and their stress but I think for a lot of young children particularly someone like my child she wants to run around she doesn't want to stand still she doesn't want to have to think about the movement of her toes but as you get older you actually find that those things you appreciate them a lot more so I think what you're saying is absolutely right and I have a lot of people who come and say yeah I did do some ballet when I was younger and I didn't keep doing it and I really regret that and now I'd like to have another go so my philosophy is kind of like thinking about it as opening a doorway I want to open a doorway for dance for people who haven't ever done it or people who want to return because I think that's what you end up feeling, you know, if, if you've danced and then you've left it for a while, four years even, which is not a long amount of time, you feel like there's no going back. But it doesn't yeah. matter if that door's been closed for 20 years. My door is always open for you to come back and reconnect with dance. That's wonderful. And I'm, I guess it's like it's becoming more a talked-about topic, I guess, with the... Um, the rise of, of classes like you know pole dancing and burlesque I remember like I had to my hens night was six years ago that's our wedding mm -hmm. anniversary this weekend and we had to drive all the way into the city and book out a pole dancing class with an instructor and it was, you know it was quite an elaborate exercise and now there's a pole dancing studio 20 minutes from my house that's booked out every night of the week and just in that space of mm. short years how mainstream that as you know a community group as a fitness as an exercise group has has become like I think women are starting to go I can do this that this is exciting so do absolutely you, yeah sorry go on no that's all right no you go ahead I was just going to say there is a huge resurgence you know when I started doing what I'm doing there were no adult dance classes around that I could go to so that's why I started move through life now there's lots of them and I keep thinking oh you're all doing what I'm trying to do now in this competition but it's a fantastic thing there's a huge amount of interest huge amount of interest in ballet that just blows me away how many people want to do ballet and I would imagine yes pole dancing the same thing there's also a huge interest in dance for people over 50 that's just popping up all over the world and we have a an over 50s program and I actually wanted to go back and comment about what you were saying about the moving your hips thing mm -hmm. um, with my mature dance class I like to do a lot of stuff that makes them feel attractive and sexy and I think for a lot of women over 50, they don't see themselves that way anymore. And then they come into my class and we've been working on this sequence. It's all about hips. We're just doing a whole lot of hip movements and they just laugh and have such a ball, but they're starting to feel like, yes, I am feminine. I'm not just, you know, the mum or the grandma or the worker or, you know, the other identities that I have. And this is true for women over 50 and, you know, women from their 20s, 30s and 40s that you are not just those identities that you have of mother, worker, sister, friend. You have your individual unique spirit. And I think that dancing is one way that you get to express that. 
beautiful. And I'm, I'm not sure if you know this, Joe, but my entire business with Sexy Selfish is aimed at around getting back to your human and getting mm-hmm. rid of the labels. Like who were you before you got labeled with mother, with worker, mm. with breastfeeder, with, um, you know, organic mum, all these labels we put on ourselves is, is really stripping them off till we just go, I'm human and I'm okay with that. So I love, I love that you shared about that. Getting back to really just getting in, it's almost getting out of your head and mm. in your body. I feel like that's when you can really be mindful is those, those moments when we're doing things like swimming or we're meditating, we just turn off the thoughts for a minute and go back into our body. Yeah, absolutely. And that's when all of those little thoughts that are going on in your head that you don't realise are there, those little nagging worries or the little bits of self-doubt or the endless to-do list, they're there all the time hovering around you. But when you go into a dance class or you do whatever it is that you love, there is this focus that you engage in and all of those things fall away. And I guess it's you know being in a state of flow, which I think is probably the most important thing to find in life, <laughs> more so than just happiness, is just being in a state of flow, which is defined as when your abilities perfectly match the demands of the situation. And it's that moment where you just, you're in the zone or you, you lose yourself and you're just caught up in the activity. And, yeah. you know, it's great to be able to find a way to do that. It is, it is. So what, what would you say to the woman listening right now that's going, dance sounds amazing, it's something I've always wanted to do, but there's no way I could move like that in front of people. You know that fear we get in, we've had a couple of kids, our body's just not as tight as it used to be. Um, you know, you just have that mean girl saying, there's no way you could get in a pair of tight leggings or move around like that in front of other people. Mm. What would you say to that woman? Um this is something that comes up a lot actually when I've spoken to my members about their experience that what's your biggest fear when you first come into the dance class and it is often everyone else is going to be beautiful and perfect and know what they're doing everyone's going to judge me I'm going to be an idiot and who do I think I am coming here and what they discover is that no one else is worrying about you in that regard people are really interested in welcoming you really interested in making you feel comfortable but when they're in that class they're not looking at you and thinking oh my god she doesn't know what she's doing they're thinking about themselves (laughs) (laughs) so that fear that you're going to be judged it's it's obviously it would depend on where you go there might be some places you might go and it is highly competitive or or that but I think a lot of places for adult dancers are not because people are just very focused on themselves which is a great thing so the first thing I would say is don't worry about being judged because no one is going to judge you other than yourself. You're the only one judging. The, the worry about getting into tights or leotards or whatever, there's no need to be getting into tights and leotards. It's exactly the same as, as what you would wear if you were going to go and do any kind of exercise class. You know, people can turn up in their trackies and a t-shirt if they want, or if they want to buy a ballet skirt and a leotard and, and get the dance gear out, they can do that too. But I mean, obviously, I can't say what it's like at other places, but at Move Through Life, our focus is very much on you being comfortable and confident and knowing that there is no judgment. It's a judgment-free zone. Yeah, and that's great. So what what classes are most popular for your over 50s age group? Because personally, I can't wait to be retired and taking rock and roll classes. Like that's just, that's been the thing that I'm going to, my husband wants to retire and travel around Australia in a caravan. And I'm like, I want to just, I want to learn how to rock and roll dance. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so much fun. Um, 
Well, my mature dance class is just a sort of a general class. So it's a bit of a mix of styles, but I found a lot of those people then want to do ballet. And there's a lot of people who have that desire to do ballet. It's astounding to me. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I love it, it's astounding to me how many other people love it and have this secret desire, the secret dream to be a ballerina. I and that also so takes many me back to... had that dream and it will oh, never go away. Absolutely. It takes me back to another thing you said as well about... Um, oh, I'm going to forget what it is now. <laughs> I might have to see if that one pops back into my head. Oh, about labels, about labels. And, and you were saying about not having labels. But I think there's also a positive use of labels where you can say, I am a dancer. And you don't have to wait for someone else to give you that permission. You don't have to be a professional dancer. You don't have to be someone who someone else has said, yes, you're a dancer, you're good enough. As soon as you dance and you go to a dance class regularly, you're a dancer. You have a dance practice. And it's okay to give yourself that label and to identify as that. And I think more people should. That's awesome. That's all because I know that question comes up a lot. Like, when will I, like, for me growing up, was when will I be able to say I'm a violinist? Because it's like I mm. do, the, I do the violin, but I never call myself a violinist. Um, you know, when will I be able to? <laughs> I have a friend mm. who's just nearly finished medicine. And so she's obviously like the whole doctor thing, but she's been calling herself the future Dr. Stevens for like 10 years while she's been <laughs> going through uni to study medicine and stuff. So I was like, when, yeah, I love that. The minute you start dancing, you can call yourself a dancer. Um, oh, I had another question too, but that's gone. <laughs> so why don't you tell me a little bit about how it relates to, how do you think dance improves the other areas of life for you know especially women and you know this is a podcast for mums so mums mums who have little kids how does dance influence and ripple out effect past just the woman itself yeah i think it's really important as a mother that you have your own interests and that you do those things for yourself i think it's really good for your children because they see you as a person not as just mum they can see that you are things that are more than a mum it also inspires them to see that, that they are able to, to do things. If you can follow your dreams, they can follow their dreams. Um, I think it's a lot of fun for kids. We often have, like particularly in my daytime classes, people might bring their children along sometimes in school holidays or if their kids are sick. And they, the kids love it. I would have loved it as a kid. I would have thought it was the best thing ever. They love coming along and just being a part of it. And, you know, they don't get in the way. They don't distract. They just you know, sit there and watch or some of them might play on an iPad, but they really enjoy, my own daughter loves coming to class with me. She says, oh, can I come with you? And most of the time I say no, but they, they enjoy it. They love it. So they, they see their mum as something different than just mum, which I think is really important because I think it helps you grow as a person to, to see that other people are people, not just something there to serve you. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? I agree 100%. I, I would never want my children to grow up thinking they were my whole world. Um, yeah. That's like my main thing is to let them know it's like my life is not just about you. I have all this other stuff going on and I happen to have kids and I love you yeah. endlessly. Um, but at some point you've got to learn how to make your own breakfast. So exactly. it's that very much that thing of I don't want my daughter to grow up and think the minute she has children that that's it. Her life and her joy and her dreams just stops. Exactly. So, that's yeah, that something really, else I'm really passionate about. Like, why do we, why do we send our children off to do all these things if they're just going to grow up to be like us and have to stop? Like, yeah. why? Why bother in the first place? We've got it. Everyone should be able to do these things throughout their life, whether it's dancing or football or netball or, you know, making lace or 
whatever else <laughs> might be the thing really that, that fills you up. Because so many mums that I talk to, you know, I run multiple programs and we do a money mindset program. And so many of them will tell me, I can't afford my money mindset program, yet their kids are in sports every single night of the week. And I get encouraging your children, but like what you've just said, if you're not investing in, and spending time and focusing on your own joy, you're basically just showing them, have it all now, kids, because the minute you have kids, that all stops. Exactly. Which is not really a healthy message long term to be sharing with exactly. you. Totally agree on that. And it's also important, I think, that you do things that make you happy so you can be a better mum. You yeah. know, you're less likely to yell at your kids if you're feeling happy and fulfilled. Oh, 100%. 100%. So how do you find... Um, sorry, nope, it's going, it's coming back. It's coming back. <laughs> oh, my gosh, what was I going to say? It was really good. It'll come back. It'll come back. So <laughs> how has it been with your daughter obviously seeing you running a business that you're so passionate about it obviously takes time out of you know the mum life of life but how is how do you think she responds seeing you so passionate about something mm, I think well first of all one of the reasons I'm running this business is because I'm a mum so I made a conscious decision that I wanted to work for myself when she went to school because I wanted to be able to do the school pickups and drop-offs. I wanted to be able to go to the sports days. I wanted to be able to, you know, do those sorts of things and be with her and not miss out on her life because when I was working for someone else, I had to leave home at quarter past eight and get back at six o'clock in the evening. She had to go to Osh after school and I'd be picking her up at the very last minute and I just didn't want to be like that. I wanted to be part of her life. So to me... It has been a lifestyle decision. There are times when it means I, th I think I've got less time available, but I have absolute flexibility. If the school rings me and says she's unwell, I'm just around the corner because I work from home when I'm not teaching and I can go and pick her up. So I think those have been really helpful things for me as a mother. Um, I think it's given her a little bit of an honour. loving the podcast episode but I just want to take a few seconds to let you know about an exciting announcement. Sexy Selfish is collaborating with Her, Him and Bub to launch our official merch range so you can get t-shirts and mugs with our favorite hashtags and little quotes and slogans. The link to order is online at Sexy Selfish or you can check out the link in our bio on our Instagram page or check out the notes on the show notes of this podcast on SoundCloud and the link will be there too. Don't forget when you receive your order to share your photos with us on social media and use the hashtag humanaf. And she loves coming along um, to dance things and seeing them and going to the studio or going to the theatre when we did shows and that sort of thing. And um, I think as well, you know, she knows mum's a dancer. That's part of who mum is. She's, whereas I think when you go away and you work, they don't really see what you do. You go off to work every day and then you come back and you pick them up and they've got no idea who you are in those hours. So I think that's helpful as well. Exactly. So here's the question I was going to ask before. Here mm -hmm. it is. It's come back. Um, <laughs> what, what do you think about the idea that I know... I remember being witness to so many of these kind of conversations or these ideas, you know, at about year 10, 
in high school where all my friends that had done, you know, dance since reception and they were all dancers, they were doing concerts, they were doing performance, they all just started to stop. And I remember being really curious, I'm like, oh, why are you dancing anymore? And it was kind of this idea that, well, now I have to grow up and be serious and get a real job. It was almost like they had this mentality of, well, it was fun, but it's something kids do and now it's not something I can make money from. So it was something that they stopped. Yeah. So what do you think about that kind of idea? Mm, Obviously I believe that you shouldn't have to grow up (laughs) (laughs) in that. I mean, you do, obviously you have to take on responsibilities for yourself and other things and so on. But I think that's one of the things that keeps you young is continuing to be involved in whatever it is that your passion is and, and continuing to think that's something that's serious. And, I, and one of the things I, I, f- I found with a lot of people who have gone on and pursued a professional dance career or professional training towards a dance career is that they, they do all of that and then they do nothing. They, they become disillusioned. They, they might find that the competitiveness turned them off and, and then they let go of this thing that, that they loved and that's a really sad thing. So if you want to be a professional dancer, I think you have to sacrifice a lot. So I like to say you don't have to sacrifice your life in order for dance to be an important part of your life. I think it's important for everyone at every age to continue to dream and to play and dance is a great place to play. (laughs) It, It really is. And obviously it keeps you physically young. It has an amazing benefits for your mental capacity keeps you mentally cognitively young it's got amazing benefits for your emotional health and well-being but I think as it's quite common I guess in any sport or activity in those teen years from 15 up that people do start to drop out because they have to make choices about where am I going to focus my energy because you do get to a level where more commitment is required so I used to play classical piano started when I was about eight and I played it until I was about 17. I kept taking lessons and did exams and so on. But I got to the point where I needed to be practicing six hours a day and I couldn't do that anymore because there were other things I was doing. So I think it's a very real real thing that people do need to make choices and sometimes things do need to be let go of. But you don't need to let go of them forever and you can always go back to them. So So to sort of answer your question, I don't think you should have to feel that you've got to grow up. But if you are looking at, well, that's not a priority for me and this other thing is well that's fine but it doesn't mean you need to let go of things you can always come back to them don't don't feel like that's it yeah it just seems there's this time in our life where we feel like we have to get rid of all the all the play and all the we have to get serious we have to Mm. start making decisions we have to make money and it feels like we yeah prioritize those things rather than the fact that we still need to play and we still need and you're allowed you can still be hustling and running a business and creating and studying and you can also still play and still have fun. Like play is such an important part for humans. And it's something I think as parents that we need to show our kids doesn't stop. Something I'm (laughs) passionate about is actually dancing in front of my kids, dancing like a complete dickhead. (laughs) But if anyone follows me on social media, they'll know that I do. And obviously I'll put it on social media, me and my kids dancing around all the time. We always start our day with music music after we get home from school because I don't want them to be ashamed of the way that their body moves and I need to show them what complete confidence and dancing like an idiot just because it's fun looks mm. like yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it goes back to being a parent. And one of the things that you need to be able to do as a parent is to play with your children. And when you get so overwhelmed with work and everything you focus on, you you don't play with them. And I think it particularly happens for women. I think you often have dad might be playful. I don't want to stereotype, but that is the stereotype. But dad's the one that plays with the kids and mum's the one that makes sure that nurtures the kids. But if you're still in touch, yeah. <laughs> if you're still in touch with your inner child and you still are playful, then you can do that with your children. Yeah. So yeah. that's I mean, another reason it's important to keep doing these these playful things that you love. Yeah. And I want to show my kids that you can still have fun in your body, even if your body is not technically like a standardized perfect. Mm. I remember watching my my grandma, obviously, and she grew up dancing every Saturday night at the whole, you know, the Friday nights or Thursday night, they'd go down for a, a dance, the local dancers. And then there was almost a, a time that I remember that she just stopped dancing and she was either sitting or standing mm. and I didn't see her move in really any other way whatsoever. And I just don't want to, I don't want to be that stiff <laughs> Yeah, cut out like sit, stand, sit, stand type of mum. I want to show my kids that fluidity, so that they. And you need to keep moving. If you if you don't keep moving, you won't be able to move. So you know it gets more important as you get older that you actually need to make the effort because you you will seize up. Yeah, and it will get harder. The amount of people that cannot get down on the floor, and one of the things that the some of the women from my mature dance classes have said to me after doing classes for even as little as six weeks, I can now get down on the floor and play with my grandchildren. And it's amazing. And it's amazing how many people are reluctant to get onto the floor. Mm. You know, it's, it's quite surprising. But to me, that's surprising because I love the floor. That's, yeah. <laughs> the floor I mean, is my friend. I still get shocked when people can't touch their toes. Like that's been, I've always yeah. been quite flexible my whole life. But I remember the first time my husband was like, how can you do that? And I'm like, how can you not do that? I know. <laughs> I just touched he couldn't do it. And I signed him up for CrossFit the next day because <laughs> I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, you're 26. You need to be able to touch your toes. <laughs> so it is. It's an um, important part of it. Yes. Sorry. Can I? Someone's just come to my door. <laughs> yep. Let me pull. Yeah. No. We're all there. What did you get? <laughs> I don't know. It's in, I don't know. It's, a bit, it's so exciting. It's one of the things about working from home when you're working, people come and knock at your door. And it is. It is. I've, I've done many of these where I'm like, oh, delivery man's here. Um, and my yeah. delivery man's a family friend, so he always wants to stay for a chat as well. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to keep rolling. And it's all about being human and authentic as we possibly can be. So I think we're always Ooh. with bated breath. What did you get? What did you get? It looks like it's a modem. Oh. I've just signed up for. Good. For NBN, that's not very exciting. I've already got a mind on the team. Ready? Oh, well. <laughs> not there quite as sexy as expected. But no. <laughs> a very, very clear internet, I guess. So moving forward, like as we wind up our little chat, which has been awesome, and I just feel like, yeah, like you said, so in flow, so aligned with the message. We're both trying to share for people, for women, for mums, for humans in general. Mm. What, would, what type of advice would you give to someone listening, thinking, oh, yeah, I, I think I should look into this. What, what should they do next? They should go to movethroughlife.com.au. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at the class. No, seriously. Um, they should do it. Find, find somewhere to do it and, and give it a go and don't let fear stop you. I mean, as soon as you're afraid of doing something, that's a sign that you should do it because it usually is, is going to be something that's great for you. So 
don't let fear stop you from doing the things that you love and just make the decision to, to, to give it a go. Um, and the other thing I, going back to what you were saying about body bodies, and you did mention um, in our earlier conversations about body image, that it doesn't matter what your body shape is, what your body size is, what your current capacity is. Just go ahead and do it. You can do something that's right for you. A lot of people say, I need to lose weight before I can do a dance class. That's not true at all. You don't need to lose weight to do a dance class. You will lose weight doing a dance class. If that's your goal, just get started. Don't let those ifs and doubts and so on stop you. Yeah, stop delaying your happiness because the time is going to pass anyway. So you can either let the time pass waiting for your life to start or you could just start it now, which is going to be a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Joe, thank Um, you so much for chatting with us today. Um, And I'm sure everyone's going to get a, a lot of great information and inspiration from our chat today where can people find you if they want to know more about what you do and where to find you in to come along to some of your classes mm-hmm. so our website is movethroughlife.com.au and that's all spelt properly <laughs> so through is not t-h-i-u so movethroughlife.com.au uh, we are also on facebook so facebook.com slash movethroughlife we're on Instagram, same thing, instagram.com slash move through life. We also have a YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash C forward slash move through life. Oh, great. I'm definitely going to have a check of all that out, especially the YouTube channel. Um, my mm-hmm. son is obsessed with Justice Crew. He found Justice Crew uh-huh. six months ago. And so every day after school, and he's autistic, so the, when he gets obsessed about something, it, it's full-on obsessed. And, and mm-hmm. he has watched Justice Crew videos for the last six months every day after school and uh-huh. just through watching the classes because there's no hip-hop classes where we are they're about an hour and 20 minutes away um mm-hmm. for you so he just watches these and he's taught himself how to do handstand push-ups how to fully dance so if anyone if you're thinking maybe dance is for me maybe it's not maybe i want to go and check out these classes just Seriously, go onto YouTube, put on some amazing music, shut the curtain so no one can see and move your body. And if it feels oh. good, if it makes you smile, then yeah. I want you to come and check out all of Joe's information, go and find her classes and go to one and just try something new. Be that exciting, adventurous, calm, happy mum that you want to be. It's actually not that difficult. The only person standing in your way is you. Absolutely. Awesome. Sorry, wasn't expecting to go into that at the end, but it just came out of my mouth. Anyway, Joe, thank you so much for chatting with us um, and we will see you at a dance class really soon. Thank you, Shona. It was lovely to speak with you. If you loved this episode, please subscribe and leave me a little love note by tagging me at sexy underscore selfish. To check out more of the Sexy Selfish podcast or to grab some of my little goodies, head on over to the freebie hub at www.sexyselfish.com. It's totally free and it's jam-packed with hours and hours of content for you. Thank you so much for being here with me today on the Sexy Selfish show and showing up today to become the best version of you. I'm sure you got so much out of today's episode and I know that I really did as well. If there is someone in your life who would really benefit from hearing this episode and some of the things we shared about, please share it with them right now. It's as easy as just sharing the link and you could literally change someone's life. 
remember, it is time to stop delaying your happiness.